2: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is hour two. We're on every day from 3 to 5 right here on this station. Always good to be with you. It is Friday and that means... It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls on any subject at all. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Whatever it is that you would like to call about, we'll take your call. We'll change the subject just for you, Bible question or question about... Um, a subject that's on your mind, and you can just join the conversation that we're having, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 Here's a thought for you. Tonight is the Dodger Stadium Pride Night, the Dodger game tonight, and uh, that has been so controversial for a long time, and there is a Christian group there gathering to pray and to um, be... Uh, and to worship, and I guess they 're going to march around the stadium in a prayer walk or something, I joked yesterday that they could march around, you know seven times and blow the show far, see what happens, but uh, you don 't really want to do that <laughs> do that probably eight 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 five two eight two five five seven what i 'd like to know too is if you are going to the game. Call me up. Tell me what your expectations are and uh, what do you think about it? 888-528-2557. And what I'd really like to know is if you're in your car right now and you're headed to to, uh, Chavez Ravine and you just now found out it's Pride Night because you're listening to my show, would really love to hear what you're talking about right now. (laughs) And what are you going to do? 888-528-2557. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 I have a friend who thought he, thought he was going on that night, and he was trying to debate what to do. He realized his tickets were for another night, ultimately. But, uh, you know, we had a conversation about, about that. It's such a uh, – and he was – it was a great conversation because he's like, I have tickets. And uh, somebody, you know, close to him bought the tickets, and he's like, I don't know what to do and uh, it was kind of funny. But are you going? And um, you know, what do you think? 888-528-2557. Like I said, it is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Plus, we have the uh, absurdity of the week we'll get to here uh, in just a few moments. I want to get to a couple of calls, people who have been holding on for a while. Sharon and Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
3: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make the comment. um, I really love the Jewish Jesus program, and I respect the rabbi, but it seems to me when somebody starts making a big deal out of something, it becomes a big deal. Mm. If people want to wear a rainbow, wear a rainbow. If you want to wear scriptures, wear scripture. You know, if you want to say Merry Christmas, say Merry Christmas. I hear a lot on the radio about people being afraid to do stuff, and how can we be afraid to be who we are? We're supposed to stand for the faith, and people who know you know who you, they know you stand for the faith. And I just think people need to stop being afraid of things.
1: Yeah, I, th- um, I, you know, you know, I think that that is something that in a lot of ways in our culture, right, we have become a culture that is so afraid of offending somebody else, right. um, afraid of the, the cancel culture or afraid of other things that we are often afraid to speak our minds You know, I think that is what the intimidation is about at these school protests. The reason Antifa is going there—it's intimidation. It's to make you not go. It's to make you not speak up. So some people are very deliberate about it. But I think some things like the rainbow—I mentioned—if you weren't listening in the last hour, we had Rabbi Kurt Schneider on, and he talked about—and I like him. Yeah, he talked about a movement called taking the rainbow back, and it's the idea that Christians should stand up for what the rainbow means biblically. And, uh, you know, and I thought, you know, it's an interesting thing because my wife talks about this. She likes rainbows, but she doesn't feel like, you know, if she wears them, she's going to have to deal with that conversation all the time, you know, and or little kids now who wear a rainbow shirt or something that used to be cute. Now it might be, you know, you don't want to put that on your kid because you feel like, well, am I supporting some agenda because of this? And the whole thing is ridiculous that we have to do that. Right. Right. Uh, It's
3: making us afraid if we just do what we're going to do every day put a rainbow shirt on or whatever if somebody wants to say something um, I went to a wedding for my niece in the Bay Area and they had these little ribbons on a table that said if you believe in equality for marriage put this ribbon on and i I can be quite naive and I thought it meant that your husband had to do housework too it was equality between the there's <laughs> equality
1: right sometimes uh, you know what he should be cleaning the bathroom.
3: Yeah, so I put the ribbon on, and then I, re- and I realized what it was, and her aunt was at the table, and I go, oops, no, and I took it off, and she looked at me, really? And I said, yeah, nobody said anything, I didn't have to have a conversation, I just, all you have to do is stand for who you are. If your child wants to wear a rainbow shirt, let them wear a rainbow shirt, tell them about Noah. And Girl Scouts, we have a great song about Noah, I sung that to my kids all the time. I think we just need to be brave to be who we are and not get caught up in this other stuff. I'm grateful that my kids are not in elementary school anymore, because I know it's horrendous out there.
1: It'd be really tough. But,
3: but my granddaughter goes to a, uh, a regular, everyday high school, and I was surprised that on one day a week she goes to a Christian lunch, um uh, mm-hmm. Bible club. It's yeah. actually on campus, yes. and she ended up accepting Christ as her Savior. Oh, that's awesome. And Yes. So and you know,
1: that's us. They're something, not
3: being sweet.
1: Right. Sharon, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And and by the way, there are you know, we we talk about the schools and the problems in public schools and those things, but at the same time I always want you to remember that there are Christians in public schools, there are Christian teachers, there are Christian administrators who are right in the thick of this battle, who are in in a very difficult situation. But also you should know that there are groups out there that are working really hard in the schools to bring Christ, and it is allowed under certain circumstances. So the Christian clubs, basically, you need a faculty sponsor and a student sponsor. And if they come together and say, yes, you can have a Christian club or a Bible club, then you can. And our church used to support those Uh, all the time. In fact, it was a job requirement of our youth director, because we were right down the street from the high school and the middle school, to show up to the Christian club and be the person running it if that's possible, which it was some of the time. And it's completely allowable if you just follow the rules. And it's a huge deal. And, And, you know, as we talk about And I'm a proponent of now's the time to take your kids out of the public school. And we have a program here at KKLA. We'll talk about it more next week, but it's half price tuition. You pay half price for tuition next year in a new school for your kids, and we'll pay the other half. It's a great deal. You can learn about that at KKLA.com. And my kids are in private school. There's reasons for that, but public schools are inevitable. They're going to be there, and there is a mission there. Even if you don't go, even if you pulled your kids out, there's a reason for you to be involved in your public school and to support the Christians and the uh, Bible clubs and Christian clubs that are there. And as you just heard, uh, kids get saved at these things. Um, You know, it's different. You know, a downside to a Christian school is sometimes everybody's assumed to be Christian, um, and they're not, especially now, because so many people have pulled their kids out of public school and they're either homeschooling or they've put their kids into a private school, and they'll deal with the Christianity if they're not Christian. They're like, yeah, I'll put up with the Bible classes because I I want them out of that other environment. You can indoctrinate them with Jesus if you want to, but don't indoctrinate them with um, other things that are happening in the the uh, public schools uh, so sometimes the ministry exists in a similar way in a christian school because there's so many non-christians but also in a way it's a little it can be complicated because sometimes we assume that the kids and families are christian all right good call 888-528-2557 open line friday Lamech, welcome to the Pastor scott show how you doing Lamech?
4: i'm i'm fine and thank you for taking my call uh, uh pastor uh remembered last time when i called i don't know if you remember I, I mentioned about the passage of, uh, uh, in the book of Matthew, uh, specifically a chapter, because you're talking about that, about this chapter in that, that day. But, you know, it is, it's clearly here in chapter two, a book of Matthew, uh, when the wise, when the wise guys came, came to, to, to Judea, uh, looking for, for, for Jesus. But, you know, uh, Chapter Chapter One, Chapter Two, Verse One, Verse Two, and then Verse Eleven uh, are clearly to all the the real Christians about the present you were talking about. What
1: What do presence. you What are you uh, What are you referring to here? I'm not tracking with you. I do remember that you called before because I remembered how to pronounce your name correctly. I think.
4: Oh, okay, because you were talking about the present.
1: Remember oh, that the, the gifts of the the kings. The present. The present. Okay. okay,
4: and the, the presents and three items. Okay, three items. Right, I gold, have frankincense, in, 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 and in, Yeah, yeah. Eleven, uh, verse eleven. Well, the most important for me, such as such as a real believer, is the goal. You know.
1: Oh, why is gold. that? Huh? The the gold. That's... The
4: goal because it's three items, three items, but the three items uh, represent. Something, something tricky, tricky for, for people, you know, because because this guy uh, in my Bible in his studies, calling magos, magos, okay, and, and the word magos is kind of uh, darkness practices hmm. in Egypt, you, you know. You know? I'm I'm
1: not quite following with you. I'm not sure that our our listeners would be. Um, my goal is important because. The people from, from the people who came looking for Jesus Christ came from the
4: Lamb of the West, uh-huh. you know? And they're very hungry for gold till this day, tomorrow, so you, after tomorrow.
1: You think, that all the years. you think that it's symbolic of people searching for the Lord now because of gold?
4: No, 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 no. That, because they're yeah. offering to Jesus Christ gold. Jesus Christ don't need a gold, right. period. That's right. He don't need a gold. You know that. Yeah. If you're a pastor, you know that. That's I am true. not a pastor. I'm believer. Jesus Christ don't need a gold. And this guy offering gold and the other two items. And Jesus Christ not interesting in these three items. Just them. Just them to tricking uh, just to, 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 to catch Maria, the mother of Jesus Christ. And then they run away to Egypt. You know what I mean? So,
1: all right, I you mean, know, Lebec, I mean, I'm not we... quite following with you. So I'm going to move on. I got a bunch of calls on today. I'll try to think about what you're saying and and see, you know, how to do that. But you're right that Jesus didn't need those things. But it, it's kind of like, you know, Jesus doesn't need our money today when we give our offering, but we need to give it, right? It is God can do whatever He wants, but He is going to use us to participate, and that's one of the reasons that we give. It's an act of worship. And that's, I think, maybe one of the ways you can look at those kings there, is that they were worshiping the king. They acknowledged who the king of the Jews is Jesus Christ. This is the Pastor Scott Show, open line Friday, 888-528-2557. I see all your calls up there, Curtis and Billy and Carmen and Albert and Ted and others. Let's go to Curtis in Anaheim. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Curtis. Go ahead.
5: Yes, hi, Pastor Scott. Uh, God bless you and and all, all the listeners listening to you today. Uh, I just found your show, and I I I really like the topics that you have. I found a lot a week ago, and I
1: really like it. Oh, thank you. Well, let me give you let me give you the official uh, new caller uh, music. Welcome to the show. Ah,
5: that's 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 cool. I appreciate that. (laughs) But uh, today I I wanted to call in because obviously I'm a Christian. I am a believer. Now, obviously, I'm sure some people aren't. Maybe just they may be curious, just listening. But I'm a believer, and uh, I listen to your show because I'm I'm an avid Dodgers fan. Yeah. And uh, so I was looking at their tickets, and I don't remember seeing Friday night. I was just looking right now. Tonight, I, I didn't see it because it seems he writes to, to uh, seek to buy the tickets. So maybe everybody doesn't know. He just wanted to go out there. And uh, so my main concern for calling is because I go to a lot of Dodger games. My sons went when they first were like four and two. We've gone every year. They're like 16, 18 now. Uh, I go with my wife. I go with my friends different times and different people. So I see a lot of different settings out there. And so I went the other night to Black Heritage was one night I went. I'm a, obviously, I'm a black American, Foundation of Born here in America. And I uh, it was awesome. It was so mm. great that so many – because I go to a lot of games, you don't see a lot of us out there. And uh, there are different reasons for that. But that night, it was really outstanding. The Dodgers did a great job, I thought. It was really outstanding. What I really noticed about it, what I liked about it, were all the babies out there. There were yeah. so many children out there. They were trying to in- introduce them to the game. And so that's what it's really about' cause it is a game, but so my my main concern is about our babies and 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 the and the uh, indoctrination that they may see and the things that they may see tonight because we all love everyone and we all know people that may be gay or homosexual or whatever you call it now, we accept them but there's a there's a lot of people in that group now that are I don't know if you guys saw it at the White House the other night they were up and they exposed themselves, and so there's a lot right. of uh, <laughs> I don't know what the world I'm looking for. There's a lot of that and that people in that group that are doing a lot of just, oh, it's just really yeah. devilish stuff.
1: And it's not everybody, it's not... but it's enough because I had that same right. thought. I thought if I brought my kids, I'd probably be more concerned about what's happening in the stands than what's going to happen on whatever ceremony happens on the field.
5: Absolutely. And that's my concern is about our babies. I'm just concerned about the babies that may be out there today and the parents. And, you know, it it will spark a conversation, which we need to have anyway. But that's my main concern. Let's just pray for everybody out there and everybody's souls and spirits that it's a
1: good night. And uh,
5: at the end of the day, I I will say go for it in Jesus Christ's name, but also go blue tonight. Go Dodgers.
1: Yeah, go Dodgers. Curtis, thank Thank you you for that. And you know what? You're right about the, the Dodgers when they do these events. And hopefully it'll be, you know, as well done as they can do it in a way that's, I don't know how you do this one with the, that group out there, but uh, I've it been there for events. I've, I've even been there on the uh, the Black Heritage Night. I've been there. Uh, the 4th of July is another. It's amazing what the Dodgers exactly. are able to do uh, in these programs. And um, I, they just should have thought this one through uh, differently. Yep, I agree. Anyway, I'm, I think. I'm
5: looking thank, forward to seeing it. So all I'll right.
1: See. Thank you, Curtis. Thanks for calling. And Curtis is right. You know, I think and I think this is something for us to remember about these issues is that it's there is a lot of unity among people coming at it from different perspectives uh right and left and even people in the lgbtq community that when it's about the kids when it is about indoctrinating the kids or exposing kids to something as he talked about you know there was a group of people that the white house actually had to ban permanently from the white house because of their behavior at the pride festivities and which i think is interesting too because that behavior seems to be totally fine in some of the books that are in your grade schooler's library. Uh, and yet it's not okay at a school board meeting to read from those books, and it's not okay to actually do those things at a, uh, at the White House, which is correct. It's not. Uh, it's just it's just a big deal. But I think there's a lot of unity in this when we are talking about kids and uh, exposure to different things. 888-528-2557, Billy and Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Pastor Scott, how are you?
1: I'm good, Billy. How are you?
6: I'm doing very well, thank you. You know, I, uh, I'm i locally known as Mr. Billy out here in and I do a lot of handyman work, and uh, one of the things that I do do is I always bring up the gospel. I fit it into whatever I'm doing, and I always remember um, Pastor Tony Evans, he, he said a message one time, and he said, you know, a man can lose a lot of things, but he can recover from it, but if a man dies... Without Christ in his heart, you hit him with a blow he can never recover from. That's why we have to be prepared to go public with our faith. And I think it's a, a golden opportunity right now with this uh, rainbow because, like you said earlier, it, gives, it, it opens up a segue because someone's going to either say, oh, uh, God's, God's um, promise, or they're going to try to say you know, that I'm gay. And either way, I can respond with uh it's god 's promise and and then mm. I can go from there with uh with you know presenting the gospel in a very, in a very positive way it
1: is interesting that it the rainbow which i which used to be you know so what there's somebody wearing a rainbow now yeah. it 's something that is yeah. going to elicit a response right from people if yeah. you 're wearing it it's an interesting thing, and maybe this is what God is intending to. Bring us back to the conversation about what God intended the rainbow to be, and some people will reject it, and other people will listen. It's very, very interesting. All right, I'll uh, leave you with this.
6: This is the last. I may the last thing. You know, Jesus also told us in this world you're going to come across problems, but take heed. I've overcome the world, and just like that little that little lion cub that tries to give out that little roar, but Daddy's behind him with that big roar. Yeah, we can go into this battle knowing that Christ is behind us, and he's empowering us through his Holy Spirit, and we have nothing to fear.
1: That's right. And that's a big thing, is that we don't have anything to fear. And, How can you I know, get a t-shirt? Uh, go to, um, i got to remember the website here. The website is takingtherainbowback.com. Takingtherainbowback.com. Okay. All right, I'm thank I to go
0: look at that. all right blessed
6: today, pastor.
1: God bless you. Thank you, Billy. And uh, 888-528-2557. I guess it's Mr. Billy. Uh he uh, he I should have asked him, you know, if you if he's a handyman, he says if you and he shares his faith on the job, if you hit your your thumb with a hammer and you say a bad word, then you can talk about why you need forgiveness. There's, there's all kinds of things to <laughs> you could use for that. All right, 888-528-2557. Carmen in Pasadena. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Hi, Pastor
7: Scott. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, when I hear Ben Scully's voice, it reminds me of my dad. Mm. Because he watched the Dodgers, you know, he was born in 1917, he was a World War um, II veteran, um, just loved the country. But um, Ben Scully was a Catholic. Yeah. What would Vince Scully say about um, this group of people making um, a mockery of nuns? I'm, I'm, and I was supposed to go to the Dodger game. Uh, well, I would have gone to the Dodger game today, but I knew it was this um, event. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to condone this behavior. And and I have um, gay people in in my family, and I love them. I love everybody. We're supposed to love everyone, but this is a, a mockery, and I I just don't like it. It's, it just hurts me to my American core.
1: Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> you know it is. I think if people just don't understand, it isn't it isn't just some drag group. It is a group that is deliberately mocking Christianity and explicitly Catholic. And you're right about Vin Scully. A lot of people have had that comment that if Vin Scully were here, uh, it, it would it might even be a different issue. I mean, I I can't imagine he would say something too. He he had I no problem. He would allow it. Yeah, he would have no problem uh, sharing. And I'll bet his voice would have been powerful enough to. Uh, to change it. Um, I really do. Uh, Carmen, thank you for uh, your call. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that your dad listened to uh, Vin Scully. You know, one of the things I think about with Vin Scully for me is that my great-grandmother loved the Dodgers. And my earliest memories is she had a little red transistor radio and she'd listen to the Dodgers. She was well into her 90s at that point when I knew her. And she used to go to Dodger Stadium with her son-in-law, which was my grandfather, who I never met who died eight years before I was born, and my mother's dad. And that's a connection I have with him is the Dodgers and Vin Scully. And then uh, my parents, of course, knew Vin Scully. I know Vin Scully, and I made sure that my boys understood that voice uh, before he died. And uh, and that's a connection through the family line. It's very interesting uh, when you think about how many generations heard the voice of Vin Scully Uh, and we're blessed by uh, what he was able to do. It
7: was the the voice of the Dodgers and really the voice of America. Yeah,
1: it's an incredible, incredible uh, voice. All right, i got to go to a break. I'm over. Carmen, thank you so much for your call. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and I'll get your calls. I see you, Albert and Ted and Jim and others. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back,
1: everybody. That was Wilbert uh, playing President Biden. ended a the speech today with this. Can you play that again? This is President Biden. He ended the speech with God save the queen. And everyone's going, why did you say that? <laughs> I think we might do a, uh, a, do you have that? I think we, we might do a subject uh, here eventually. You know, what did Biden mean? Because that was, uh, that was quite a, a statement there. God save the queen, who the queen is dead also. Number one, why are you saying that? Maybe he God su- save the queen, man. Yeah, maybe he surrendered us back to uh, the crown. That God could, save the Queen, man. That that could have happened. You know, he's got some kind of, uh, he's got a strategy for sure. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, well, we'll see. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. Anything you want to call about, give us a call. 888-528-2557. Albert and Downey, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Hey, what's up? Hi, Albert. Uh, so... What I want to ask is, uh, what is your opinion on uh, tongues? You know, specifically uh, when people just start uh, going off, uh, and like it's not really a language that you can understand. But it's um, they say it's their personal prayer language, and uh, and yeah, I just want some clarity on that because uh, I have pastors that um, they did that. Like a woman's night, mm-hmm. and uh, the person that my wife took to the church got scared off because she thought uh, we were like demon possessed or crazy or something. And uh, yeah, well now she doesn't want to come back, so I'm yeah. just kind of
1: curious. All right, what you got to say about that. Well, I appreciate that uh, question, Albert. And uh, you know, one of the things that you know, we have probably listeners who have some different opinions about that theologically, and uh, what I'll say to that, and I'll tell you in a minute what I think here. But what I'll say about issues like this is everybody on all kinds of issues that Christians disagree about. The first thing you got to do is go see what the Bible says about it. And you, you get into what the Word of God actually says. And one of the things in particular that Paul is concerned about in 1 Corinthians is exactly what you're describing. That people will, that if you're abusing this gift, whatever you think it is. And, I, and, you know, this is something where I think, whatever your view is on the gift of tongues, you still have to filter that through the the Scriptures and what is there. And in no way is it meant to be something uh, that you pray over another person scripturally in that way. That might bother some of you, but I would tell you, go to the Scriptures about this, okay? Uh, It's meant to be, you know, some people will believe it's meant to be a prayer language that's between you and God, and you do it in your prayer closet, uh, other people will say, well, if somebody speaks in tongues, then there needs to be an interpretation and it's gotta be some kind of message from God. You know, I don't think it's gonna be somebody speaks in tongues and then somebody says, uh, we need to love each other more. Well, I think that ever we already know that we don't need God to communicate that to us in some kind of uh mystic language, you know? And a lot of people would say, and I tend to lean on this side, that that in that situation it's another language, an actual language and somebody there would have to interpret it because you're talking about a culture where there's so many different languages uh, being spoken that if somebody got up in a service or a meeting and started to speak in another language, um, but there's nobody there to say what it means, well then they're wasting everybody's time. And you know in your situation, Albert, uh, I'm sorry that that happened you know uh, you know first Corinthians 14. Uh, says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. Um, You know, the thing about edifying yourself that I would say to, to people who believe they're speaking in tongues, there is a part of that, that if it's in your own prayer time with you and the Lord, it's edifying to yourself but if you're praying for somebody else, you need to speak in a language that they understand English. If they speak English or speak in Spanish, if they speak Spanish and you know, Spanish does that make sense? Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, um, I've had people pray in tongues, you know, over me and, uh, I'm not sure that that is a biblical. My view is that that's not the biblical way. Uh, and I think that if you get into what that is scripturally, you'll see that, um, Thank yeah, you for your call.
8: Funny, uh, go ahead. Uh, quickly, quickly. Uh, funny enough, uh, I actually have an experience that uh, I had right way back when I got first saved, uh, by, about like five years ago. And um, and uh, one of my friends, he brought me to a, a brother church. So it's like a, you know, it's a black church. And uh, they said, all right, well, whoever wants to get saved, raise your hand, right? And I was like, okay, I want to get saved. So I go to the front, and then I'm there praying. First time, Saint Lord, and I'm doing the Sinner's Prayer, and then out of nowhere, the the guy that's leading the whole thing, he's like, "All right, brothers, speak," and then everyone starts going off in tongues, yeah. everybody, and then they 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 start implying that we have to start speaking too. So I start speaking in tongues, and uh, my my wife to be and my nephew were in the crowd, and they uh, pretty much essentially ran out of there. In uh, fear. And uh, never again, they didn't come back.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I drive people to Scripture. And, you know, I realize that people have some interpretations in that and traditions. And, you know, we want to be respectful. But the way to do that respectfully is to go to the Scriptures and, and then say, is the way we're doing this the way that is in any way related to what the Scriptures seem to be saying? Uh, I feel like that is a way to help avoid what you're talking about and uh, that kind of distraction. Thank you, Albert. Uh, appreciate your call. Glad that sure. t- you still got married, right? They didn't. Uh, they didn't leave you in there, and, you're, and you married somebody else.
8: <laughs> no, yeah, no. They, uh, they 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 eventually came to Christ. Thank God. Right. You know, uh, they get they saw past it and all that. So yeah, are that- married now, and
1: uh, thank God. <laughs> all right, Albert. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Ted in Los Angeles, City of Angels. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: How you doing, Scott?
1: I'm fine. How are you today?
5: Oh, a blessing. Blessing always uh and and uh I know God resists the proud, so anything that's a pride uh parades or whatever, I'm not proud to be an American. I'm blessed to be an American. I don't want to be proud. Uh that's a dangerous word. But at any rate, the main reason why I called us to change the subject. You brought up a subject of uh what defines a female. The difference between a man and a woman. Earlier this and week, I, we
1: we talked about that subject. Is that what you're referring was, to? Yeah,
5: yeah. And I pondered over it, and uh, really, really, a, a clear indication is is one has a menstrual period and one does not.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's if you're looking at it logically, and what we talked about earlier this week, uh, Johns Hopkins University. Uh, They took it down, but you can still find it online, their LGBTQ glossary, and it was controversial because under the term lesbian, they said a lesbian is a non-man attracted to non-men, and they refused to use the word woman. And, you know, a, a lesbian would be a woman who is attracted to women. That would be the right way to say it. But to say non-man, to take woman out means you're taking it out for everything. So there's no women. There's only men and non-men. So it created a huge controversy, uh, you know, online, you know, women going, what are you doing? Um, you know, and one of the Can things you- I thought about with that is, The why, I thought, why are women under attack? Like, if you're going to change women to non-man, you feel like you can't say woman. Well, it would seem to me that for the same reasons, you can't say man either. Uh, So what are you going to use? But there's no language for that because it doesn't make any sense. But I I think that the reason that women have to give up their gender in this ideology, um, and men do not is because of the ideologically inconvenient exclusive ability to have babies that female human uh, women have. Uh, So uh, Ted, uh, that's, uh, you know, the way you define, I'm going to go on to some other calls. I got a break here in a minute, but Ted, thanks for calling. The way I would say to define men and women is the way God did. Uh, Men and women were made in the image of God, the book of Genesis. And, you know, a lot of what's happening in our culture and many different issues is the erasure of Genesis 1 through 3. And if you get rid of that, then you've, you can basically say what you want. Uh, that means there's no creator. It means there's no male and female. We're not, we're not in the image of God, so we're not really special. Uh, there's a whole lot that philosophically and foundationally leaves us when we deny those things. 888-528-2557. Uh, let's see if I can get one more in here before the break. Jim from North Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing? I'm uh, good, Jim. How are you?
9: I'm good. You know, I, I guess my I just have some uh, my own opinion about uh, the flag being, t- you know, getting the bringing the flag back,
1: the rainbow, bringing the rainbow back to its biblical rainbow, meaning.
9: Bringing the rainbow, I guess, bringing the rainbow back. Yes, the rainbow back, uh, back. My thing is that you know, getting it back. It, it seems to me as if we gave it away. Well, I never gave it away. So why are we always asking for it back? I never gave it to them, um, and I don't think any of us did, but we're always saying, you know, let's get the rainbow back. If I was to wear a rainbow on it, I, a shirt, I'd probably wear something with it with the fact that, uh, you know, that was God's promise, and that would be that. They could do whatever they want with it. Um, it's not – I never gave it away. So I don't – I just kind of bothers me when people say, hey, we're, you know, let's let's get the rainbow back.
1: Yeah, I, I understand gave... I understand what you're saying. I think that um that today in the culture the rainbow has taken on a meaning that was not the biblical meaning. So uh what they're trying to do is say hey, remind people of what the biblical meaning is and that's why they sell t-shirts like you said with a rainbow on it but with the scripture attached. You know, yes, but you, you know what... they didn't take it from God, right? It, the rainbow symbolizes uh... what it symbolizes. Uh um, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's
9: why yeah, so that's why I say uh, You know, whenever somebody, whenever I see a rainbow, that's what I say it is. It, it's God's promise. And, and uh whenever I get, get a chance to let anybody know that, that's what I will do. Yeah. But so for them to, you know, have, you know, I never gave it away. So Right. I'm not trying to get it back. We've always had it. It always will be what it is.
1: I think and, that uh, uh, I am gonna. I need to go to a break. I'm over, Jim. Yeah. Thank you for your call. You know, I think that part of it is just, hey, you know, people should be reminded of the grace and the promises of God that the rainbow uh, actually symbolizes. And uh, if you can do that in a way that is not meant to just start a fight, but do that in a way that is meant to be gracious and to communicate uh, the love of God that Jesus died on the cross for all whosoever who would believe... Um, and truly believe, because that matters, and uh, it, you know, it's a good thing to do. i got to take a break. from over. I see your calls to Janice, Craig, and Penny, and others. The number is 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show will be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at com, or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back, everybody.
1: Final segment. Before we don't have time, I want to give you the absurdity of the week. Hey, what happened? Absurdity, That's terrible. The absurdity of the week award goes to Congressman Jerry Nadler, who said yesterday, and I remind you, this is what he said in 2023.
4: It protects against transmission of the disease to the next person. And the healthcare worker certainly ought to be required to be vaccinated. And when we have a pandemic, like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that because there was no vaccination available for two-year-olds.
1: Is child abuse because you didn't and you're still not making your two-year-old wear a mask they really should wear the mask no no in fact it's not even the science by the way the science uh, the CDC put out something about that but they changed in 2021 World Health Organization says it's bad for your two-year-old to wear a mask it is not child abuse so the absurdity of the week award goes to Jerry Nadler you it is not child abuse to force your kid to wear a mask the the idea that the government the federal government is going to force you to make your two-year-old wear a mask when the science number one we also know now that uh you know that the mask probably did very little if any good whatsoever for anybody but especially not the little kids um but the two-year-olds you know they got stuff in them and they're dirty and they they don't it's just it's just odd to me that three years later that's still a thing all right so absurdity of the week jerry nadler there you go (laughs) That's terrible. All right. Um, a few more moments. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Final segment, Open Line Friday. Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
10: Thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, I would like to talk about the Dodger game tonight. I'm originally from San Pedro, and in 1986, there was, you know, the Ducks, for God's sake. And I... I wasn't even aware of things like that. So I had to move up to the west side because of my husband and I went shopping for the first time in Century City and I it was so scary. I heard this roar, you know, come down, you know, the walkway and I ran out to look and these half naked gay people, men only, were um stunning old little people to the side and they had totally no regard. For human life and I say this if I had tickets to the Dodger game and I don't I would go I would bring a little bullhorn and I would boo <laughs> them as ho- as loud as I can and I would hope that other Americans that think it's it's really disgusting what they're doing would join in I ha- I'm not afraid you know I'm an old lady but what the hell you know what the heck what the heck is going on? I don't like it, and any chance I get it, you know get to I will express you know my opinion and If I had children, I certainly wouldn't bring them and If you go by mistake, then cover their freaking eyes or take them to the bathroom so that they don't have to witness it it's', you know, it's disgusting
1: I think that the the presentation of things that are overtly sexual in the parades and oh. this happened at the White House. You know it's something by the way, that lots of gay people are saying you gotta stop doing this there's a there's a movement among even gay people that says we gotta stop the parades and everything because they've turned into that. If it were a heterosexual yeah. parade, people would get arrested for that um
3: oh, absolutely. and
1: you know, I think that's something that just as a society, we're gonna have to ask uh do we want any sort of decor or decency at all anywhere anymore um yeah. and you know it's maybe. You know, we're just sort of beyond that. But um, sorry that that experience uh, happened to you. And that's what, uh, thank you for your call, Janice. You know, that's what I'm, you know, tonight, maybe they're going to boo that group. Maybe they're not. I got a live stream of the prayer walk going on. Seems peaceful as far as I can tell. Everybody's a lot of people at Dodger Stadium uh, praying and walking around. Uh, It seems like I don't see anything, at least in this live feed uh, going on, that is, uh, troublesome, so that is good. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I'll see if I can get in a couple more calls here. Craig, Dodger Stadium. Are you at Dodger Stadium now, Craig? Hello, Craig.
5: Just
1: passed by the prayer walk. You're at the just prayer walk right Joe, now,
6: though. Yeah, just passed by the prayer walk.
8: Uh, you got to think about Joe, though. Joe Joe's a deep thinker. You
6: know,
1: you gotta uh, Joe Biden, who uh, said, Dodgers, "God save the queen" today.
8: Pride. Dodgers
7: pride. You got to save the Queen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why uh, nobody. Everybody's confused at why he said that. He usually ends his speech with uh, "and God bless our troops," but what came out of his mouth was "God save the Queen, man." <laughs> that that's it. Hey, can I ask you? You're at the stadium right now. Are you participating in the prayer walk, or are you going to the game?
8: No, I was. I was watching the people do the walk driving down Sunset Boulevard walking
0: around the uh, Dodger stadium
1: okay yeah i see a lot of people a lot of uh signs uh knights of columbus and uh several different uh groups out there there's a lot of people a lot of people there all right craig thank you for a lot, your... a
0: lot of a lot of dedicated hispanic people let me tell
1: you there's a lot of people there yeah all right thank you craig i want to see if i can get another call in here penny welcome to the pastor scott show
0: hi
11: pastor scott um, first of all, I want to tell you that it is a pleasure to listen to you, and I wish you could have eight hours a day anyway.
1: <laughs> well, thank you.
11: <laughs> really There's do.
1: always the podcast. You can listen uh, to the podcast all day long if you want.
11: Well, that, that'll that have to do. I'm calling, and now listening to this, I like, go, oh, my God. I was originally calling about tongues. God saved the queen. He was being sarcastic. A queen is a homosexual man.
1: Do you think well, the, the prayer, the the event wasn't about Pride. It was maybe he was thinking that, but it, I think it was like a gun control, you, you to, you, a gun control yeah, speech. You
11: have, you have to think about who's talking. The man is demented. He's not playing with a full deck, and that's his way of sticking it to the American people yeah. who are well, honest and decent people. If now, he,
1: if he meant it that way, then it means he's got his. He's at least got some wits about him. Like you know, because there's one side to say, why did he say it? Because yesterday he said, uh, I had the clip. We didn't get to it, but something about it. A train that he's that we're working on that will go from across the Pacific and across the Indian Ocean, and everybody said, "What are you talking about?" There's a train, you know that's <laughs> that's going to be quite a ride, you know. Yeah,
11: it's going to be underneath like they have from Paris to England. Yeah. Now, on tongues, yeah. tongues were given to the apostles to be able to go through all the lands, and because they were different, they were different languages. They could preach the gospel, and whatever they, wherever they went, whatever they land, they could speak that, that language. So you would say That's it's
1: right. an uh, actual language, So if they because there were multiple languages, of course, in the time. Yes. So if they—like yes. today, so you would say you if you show go up go in anywhere. France, you can speak French all of a sudden.
11: Right. You could go anywhere and preach the gospel, and people would understand it. It's not this gibberish, and I can say that because my grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher. It's scary, and it's of the devil.
1: Yeah. All right, all right. Well, I want, to ma- I want to thank you, Penny, for your call. You know, I know that people have differences of opinion with that, but I really want to drive people to the scriptures with things like that, where we as Christians disagree, um, and be careful, because at the end of the day, what's true is what matters. And uh, for sure, and even in, even in place, even for people who agree, who would say, no, it's a special uh, spiritual language— it's not used that way so often. It's used in ways that the Bible actually says don't use it that way. Um, And so if Penny is right that it's a regular language, then you should be seeing if God is granting people the ability to speak a language they never studied, and if it's something that can happen today. And some people would say none of it happens today, right? So there's a whole different uh, perspective that way. Um, But if you are a person who has a belief about it, go to the scriptures and see what it says. And if what you're doing doesn't connect with the scriptures and this is true with any issue then it's not right and you should be concerned about why it is that you you think that all right i'm running out of time here um did you have something for me wilbert you were saying oh that uh is this the uh, the train clip all right this is my this is
0: well, we're going to win and we're going to help we have plans to build a railroad from the pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean we have plans to build in in in, in Angola one of the largest solar plants in the world I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm gonna get in trouble.
1: Yeah, something. Anyway, it's a reminder to pray for your president. Whether you voted for him or like him or not, you gotta pray for him and pray for our country. Uh before I go <clears throat> excuse me, before I go, it is Father's Day this weekend. We didn't talk about that, but you know, um, hey, you know what? If your dad is with us, uh, pray for him, do something for your dad, forgive your dad, praise your dad, do something uh for your father and uh You know, I heard somebody today say, don't get him a tie, go get him one of those like battle axes or something, something cool like that. That's an idea. And uh, I was going to say something today about my dad, kind of in a long thing, but I decided not to because I don't think I'm going to get through it. I love you, Dad. And uh, see, I can't even do it now. Uh, He's retiring. He announced his retirement uh, coming up next month after 60 years, 61 years as a pastor. Uh, I love you, Dad. I'll see you soon. Everybody have a great weekend, great Father's Day. Thanks for listening to The Pastor Scott Show. Have a good night